Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to Movie Club. Welcome, welcome. You may have noticed something is different today. What? We've changed seats. I'm in the middle. Why, you ask? Why? Special request Mm. on behalf of Sean. Yeah. Because today we are discussing (laughs) his favorite movie of all time. Of all time. And he wanted to lead the discussion. Take it away, Sean. Hold on. Welcome to Movie Club. Before Sean gets before Sean talks, Rock is going to talk. He just really, I just can't emphasize enough how much he has wanted to enter the world of Vietnam era movies, Vietnam War movies, um, and I'm just so happy you got you get your wish today. So, without further ado, great movie. We'll see you next week. Thanks a lot for joining. No, don't be afraid to get into this. Oh, that's the easiest Patreon money we ever made. Wow. (laughs) See you next time. It was worth the wait. You've waited a month and a half for this episode, and you got it. Thanks a lot. I think on 4th of July, Patreon should be called Patriot. Oh, Hmm, we should watch the I Patriot. just thought of that during because it's a war movie. Yeah, they should do a thing where every time you donate money, fireworks go off somewhere randomly yeah, in, physically. The, in the United States. Yeah. With no warning. <laughs> eh, so maybe did, that's not such a good idea. Did, did, did you see, real quick, this is related to the movie. Okay. Did you see on, uh, you know, it's Pride Month that the... the what does that have to do with... <laughs> Great intro to well, this that, next segment. They, they talk about it in the movie, you know. They're yeah. uh, they're like, excuse me, General, it's pride. Um, that the Marines or some, I don't remember who uh, I think it tweeted was the Marines. this. It, it was this, but they made the bullets rainbow colored. And a bunch of people on Twitter threw a huge fit about it. Oh. Anyway. why? I can imagine. Uh, well, Derek, I'm sure if you saw their Twitter uh, profile images, you would guess you what You would the problem definitely was. know what their problem was. We got <laughs> close all people- of a face with wraparound sunglasses. This is what I'm assuming. A white dude with wraparound sunglasses looking yes. like that in, his in the truck. camera. In his truck. Yes. That, mad, that was my guess. Mad that they did that. <laughs> anyway, that's okay. all. Cool. We can all talk right. about the movie now. Fun stuff. Zoned out a little bit there. Oh, sorry. I missed the controversy. Mm. Well, unfortunately, there are no rainbow bullets in the film I watched. Uh, This was the original cut of Full Metal Jacket, Mm -hmm. a movie that is uh, famous for some reason. I don't know. It was made by this guy named Stanley Kubrick. Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah. He's a director. Um, I'm talking right now because I picked this movie, but again, Sean is sitting in the middle of the screen, so I feel like he should really be leading the discussion Okay, on this one. Uh, well, I mentioned before, I think on this podcast, that I had seen this movie before, but I saw it the same uh, two days as I saw Apocalypse Now and <laughs> Platoon. Yeah. And I was recovering from wisdom teeth surgery, so I kind of had them all blurred. The only thing I really remember from this movie was the this movie is like two movies in one. I remember the first movie and it was associated with this one. I knew that. Yep. The second part was kind of like watching it for the first time. (laughs) Me watching this. Yeah, I always this movie to me has always been the ultimate twofer. You really get like two movies Mm -hmm. in one Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm, Yeah, like the double feature at the drive-in. Yeah. That's uh, definitely this. The first half, the first one is a comedy. And is the, it? And the second one is <laughs> kind of like a bromance. I didn't. Okay. Interesting. Well, it's not that the whole first half is a comedy. It just ends funny. Mm. It has such a funny ending. It's hard to not call it that. Yeah. Man. I'm, I'm, I don't know. 
I walked into this thing not knowing the shakers I'm going to give it later on. I, I still don't know. <laughs> Even at this moment? You at don't this know? moment, I don't know. All I don't right. know. So well, you're going to have to sway me more together. shaking it all out yeah. over the course of the next three hours. Okay. Oh, this my God. This is going to be an extra long episode <laughs> no. of Movie Club. No, thank you. Um, I do want to say that this movie, you are instantly like drawn in like it's a, yeah. it does a great job of just like i mean it starts with like the head shaving you know mm-hmm. i don't know i've seen that done before in movies but this is probably like i don't know the second you start watching you're like oh fuck all right and you really get the taste of what it's like or at least what it was like to be in a uh, boot camp back in the day and if you're a marine that's you yeah. know i hope it's not like that anymore you know what? My brother-in-law recently, he, you know, he, it was seven years ago he did this. I should ask him how close it is to Oh, I thought he did some research. No, Maybe no, he, he no, he, he joined the Marines, you know. Oh, uh, well, that, uh, they're the Marines in this movie, I'm pretty sure. Man. Right? Aren't uh, they? Uh, yeah, they're the Marines. Right? Yeah. I think so. Oh, my God. I think I'm almost sure they are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when I went to my brother-in-law's uh, graduation... And, you know, they, they kind of bring you out to the thing and then like drill instructors yell at you, I think, to give you the experience of oh, what they're going yeah. through. Wait, they yell at you? Yeah. They yell like the civilians like, this is a serious event. We will take no whatever. And what? it's like they're like yelling at the people. And it's like. I'm not in this event. They're not allowed to talk to me like I, that. But I almost kind of felt I'm like. I'm not a dumbass It was like soldier. a show, you know, <laughs> like it was like, this is a bit. Hold on. Mm. I would, I would, I'd make a stink about that personally. Well. What could they do to you? They, they like, yo, I, you I, suck. I didn't sign up for this. Yell at the people who volunteered to be yelled at. There was some thing me. that it was like, <laughs> when I say blink, you say click or something like that. Fuck. Something like that. Bad. And then I do remember I that fuck, you the that. drill instructor <laughs> went to Jenny and told her to do something. Uh-oh. And Jenny said, Uh-oh. no. This is uh, <laughs> for people who don't know. Jenny is Sean's wife. That's my wife. And she don't take no. She shit. isn't taking shit. And so she, she said no. She drilled the drill instructor. The drill instructor said sorry, and then moved on. And my father-in-law, who also is in the Marines, said, "I have never once seen a drill instructor apologize in my life. I've never seen that." He he said sorry to you. I've never seen that. They never say sorry. Anyways, that was my one story about seeing a Marine wow. experience up close and personal. I'll tell you, I was there for the graduation and thought, I would never do this. I could never hang. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I so. could hang. Especially based off of after watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying I hope they made it harder. Yeah. Because the, these guys look like pussies. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, Rocco, me, me and Rocco get it. I've had enough people <laughs> yell at me. At this point, I'd just be like, yeah, what else? You know? Oh, yeah. They're lucky me and Rocco weren't there in uh, boot camp. Yeah. Because we would have booted some asses. Yeah. Oh. it wouldn't. Have, we would have broken that whole system. It'd be like, climb that. No. Are you? Yeah. yeah cool. Keep yelling. I'm not going to do it. You remember? What, what are you going to kill me? The beginning of this movie, they got this dumbass drill instructor. Yeah. yeah. And he's yelling. And uh, you got this character, Private Piles, there. And he's giggling. Yeah. That would be me. You think and you would that laugh? That would be Rocco. Yeah, we'd yeah. be laughing our asses off. I'd be like, <laughs> look at them all running. Yeah. And Get up there, soldier. <laughs> no. I don't want to do dr- that. The drill instructor, he sticks his hand out, right? And he's like, you think this is funny? Choke yourself. See, that's where I'd say no. Oh, uh, yeah. That I'm supposed to win the war. Yeah. Uh, you don't win by dying. 
Yeah, exactly. Right? So I'm not gonna so I'm not gonna train on choking myself. Already off to chaotic start. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah. 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 So Stanley Kubrick might want to find a different subject next time. I don't know how realistic this movie is <laughs> to uh, real life. <laughs> But uh, it left me underwhelmed with the military experience. You know, I I know that Stanley Kubrick is famous for doing like hundreds and hundreds of takes of certain things. Yeah. And then I keep thinking about Lee Emery. What's that his name? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy who played the drill instructor. And he's been the drill instructor in like every movie ever. But this is the first one that he was the drill Because he was the actual drill instructor, wasn't he? I think it was. Yeah, I think think this was kind of what gave him And I think think this was all authentic drill instructor. I tried to find this note somewhere. I read it at some point in my life, not recently, that he was supposed to be the coach for the actor who was supposed to play the drill instructor and was so good that Stanley Kubrick said, you should just do it. He did yeah. something where, like, he was able to insult someone for 10 minutes straight but never repeat insult once. Yeah. Or that, something that's like amazing. that. That's yeah. truly amazing. So then he got the job because, you know, he, he lived it. He could do it. And then he became this actor of who was, if you needed someone to yell at you, this is your guy. Yeah. That's he, a good coach. Yeah. Seriously. That's the coach I always <laughs> want, dreamed of having. I yeah. played sports, but I sucked, and the coach always yelled at me, and I'd always think, you're so fucking good, you do it. And then he did it. <laughs> Here's the coach who actually steps in. Yeah. Get oh, aside. Uh, I hope I didn't get that wrong. Uh, if I did, you know, I need comment. proof. I, I need to see the 10-minute footage of him cursing people without yeah. repeating. Yeah, I agree. Because um, he's creative in this movie. Yeah, no kidding. Do you have a favorite um, insult? You know, they're all just so... I think creative is the word and unique. I've never heard these insults he throws at people. I've never heard. I never heard any of them. So good on you. I think Marie. they're all creative. Sean, that's the exact same answer that Al Gore gave when, uh, 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 who was, uh, Kurt Cobain's wife, Courtney, uh, Courtney, Love. Love. Courtney Love went to the white house and he said he was a huge hole fan. And she said, what's your favorite song? You can't say they're all creative. The correct answer was I had no idea. They stack shit that high. Mm. That's always been, I think one of the best. Uh, yeah, that one might be the one that became famous. Because I feel like I heard that insult growing up all the time. Mm-hmm. So people must have stolen it from this movie. That's funny. I never, I had never heard it until uh, someone prank called uh, the Gorgeous George show with that. Mm. Uh, excuse me, George, how, how tall are you? Uh, about six foot. And then you can imagine what came <laughs> I <after> can't. That. <laughs> A lot of F slurs in this movie to real uh, calling people gay a lot. I don't know if that was a thing, an insult that flew in the 80s, Stanley Kubrick, but you wouldn't get away with that today. Sorry, Stanley. These guys Sorry. agree. Clearly, Sorry, these guys agree Sorry, with me. Stanley. You know, his eyes are so wide shut. He's not woke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say that this movie uh, like inspired the drill instructor scene. You know, like it was repeated over and over again in, oh, in yeah. other movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, I was surprised that this movie was made in 1987. Yeah. I would yeah. have thought if this is the movie that every movie imitates, it would have been made earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and even more mind-blowing that his next movie, I think, was Eyes Wide Shut. Like it took, Was it really? It, it took him that long to get his shit together. He, as he got older, he got more and more and more and more controlling. And it took, I, I mean, Eyes Wide Shut, it's not that complex of a movie, relatively, but it was like, I'm going to build this whole New York City block 
I'm going to build. It, it took that long to develop because he did all these things. It's like, can't you just shoot it in New York? It's like, no, but then you can't control it. I really think he went crazy. Yeah, it went a little off the he deep end. He was fucking nuts. What? Yeah. I do. Why would you say that? I just, you know what? The things that everybody's telling me right now. Stanley Kubrick's sound. a genius. You could say genius. You could also say crazy. You could say crazy genius. That's also a thing. What? Oh, you're. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, Stanley. You're insulting Stanley Kubrick over here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that his movies all suck. I don't like all of them. All, all I can't believe this. Sorry. Bullshit. All the Crazy. stuff that you had heard where you're talking about with a million takes, that really was only his last couple movies. It wasn't, you know. Just because the guy wants to get it right. Yeah. But that was that they was think like he's crazy. Where's where's my camera? They think he's crazy. He wants to get it right. That was like The Shining, maybe this, and definitely Eyes Wide Shut, yeah. where they were filming. They're they're talking like the pool hall or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's at the end of the movie. <laughs> it was like they're in there for like two months or something That's insane. like that. It's like he, he's telling them one thing over a pool table. Wait, what yeah, are you talking about? The, the, the scene the in Eyes Wide Shut when they're over the pool table, just talking about oh. nothing. Oh, yeah. I thought doctors. there was a pool hall in Full Metal Jacket. And I was oh, like, was sorry, there an after credit scene I didn't know about? Yeah, yeah oh, dude, yeah. it was sick. They recruit, yo, you made yeah. it through the Vietnam War. We're going to, I got a war for you. They get uh, somebody from both sides to make, <laughs> play pool together. Yeah. Hey, I we think gotta that's, make, how they, that's how they solve. got to make peace here. Yeah. What better way? For me, this movie, it's one of those movies where I would say it's kind of, I get the same feeling with Schindler's List when I watch a movie where it's like, man, this movie is like, this is, this is what it was. You know, this, you're showing me what it was in, you know, maybe not all the way factual, but good enough. Like this, this shows war, this shows boot camp, and it isn't really fun to watch, but you know, you documented what transpired. And I guess that's, you know, I'm glad that it exists in the world. I don't need to watch this movie every day. I, 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 I feel sad watching it. I don't know. Is that what do you guys feel sad watching it or is it just me? Like I just feel like, oh my God, this is I don't feel sad watching this movie. Hmm. Uh I don't honestly, I think this movie is kind of a dark comedy. A and comedy? Yeah. I really I mean main character's name is Joker. Well, that doesn't <laughs> it doesn't mean it's a comedy. No, but that's but that <laughs> but that is kind of the recurring <laughs> I mean, I'm joking, but I'm also serious. <laughs> no. I, I think that Lee uh, Emery is the drill instructor. He's being mean, but he's also being funny. Yeah. Mm. And I think that this movie is not necessarily realistic. I think that it is an uh, anti-war movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the main characters in Stanley Kubrick are passing commentary that war is bad and war sucks. Yet they're the only ones who seem to be aware of it, right? Joker and his friends are the only ones who seem to be aware of how shitty everything else is. Yeah. And and a lot of people are like there. Yeah, I do think it's a dark comedy. What you know, for example, he goes to war after they get out of boot camp. And there's this famous scene where he's on the helicopter and there's a guy machine gunning people. Get some! Get some! Yeah. And he's killing like just innocent farmers out there. Right. But then it cuts to Joker the whole way. Here, hear me out. Okay, okay. This is not an inherently funny scene. No, but it's kind. It's kind of filmed for laughs. It's kind of filmed mm. in the way you would portray a comedy, where yeah. you hear what's going on and you see the guys kind of like reacting to it, mm-hmm. uh, and then they do this reveal. I don't know. It's kind of. 
I, I feel like there would be more dramatic ways to handle yeah, that situation. Absolutely. Yeah. But they handle it so quickly and then just kind of move on. I, I how else are you supposed to interpret it? is this is kind of lighthearted. You I know? don't I don't know if it's it's not lighthearted to me. Uh, to me, it's like you just see this guy shooting and he's saying get some and you don't know what he's doing. And then at the end you see it and it's like not funny. It's like, oh, the horror of like, oh, my God, like he's just mowing these innocent people down with no remorse or care. And I don't know if it, that to me isn't funny. It's just like almost like shocking. Like, oh, my God. This I'll, is fucking- yeah. I'll give you another example. Okay. They get to uh, their destination in Vietnam and they're hanging out with all the troops there and mm. they're like doing interviews and stuff for Stars and Stripes magazine. And the soldier goes, Hey, I got somebody you can interview. My buddy right here. He's asleep. And they pull the hat off and it's a dead guy. Yes. Yeah. But again, they're all being cavalier. Like they're making jokes the about whole- this dead guy. Yeah. But it doesn't that, to me, it's like this is just, they're so desensitized to this person they just killed. Right. And now they're like puppeteering his dead body. That's not funny to me. That's but it, like, but it's filmed like a comedy. That's what that's what Derek's yeah, saying. Yeah, that's what I, I'm just and, saying. They're portraying it like a dark comedy. And mm. and that's all summed up in this movie. When Joker has the peace sign on his helmet. They they go like, "Yo, what? Why do you have that?" And he's like, "Oh, you know the duality and you know whatever." It's like that's kind of the core of this movie. Is it, it, it's yeah, it's exactly what you're saying, Sean. It's actually exactly that. It's like there, it's. It's kind of like wacky teen comedy in the thick of the worst thing you could possibly imagine. How fucked are they in the head that, you know what I mean? That like you see how it happens, how they, how they get there mm-hmm. in the first half. And then the second half is like, here's what we made. They're laughing about a dead guy. They're, it is sick. It's really sick. Mm-hmm. So I think it's actually, Sean, your, your revulsion to it is the desired effect. I, think. I No, mm-hmm. it is. You're either supposed to laugh or cry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I chose laugh. Sure, yeah. and I chose cry, and that's fair. I think that's fine. <laughs> but that's what that's what's twisted about it is it it kind of walks that weird line, and it, and it shouldn't. Or, you know what I mean? It's like it's sick. It's it, it, sick. well, it is yeah. sick, but yeah. it, but it's supposed. I get this whole thing is an anti-war movie. I understand that. Yeah, it's supposed to show you like, hey, look how fucked up this is. This all sucks. Every level of this fucking sucks. Yeah, and you know, like even seeing like. You follow them throughout the beginning, and they, you feel like they kind of have. You see them at boot camp at the very beginning. They're not. They're innocent, you know. And then by the end, it's like the things that they're doing and the things that they've seen is like they're so desensitized to like even like people and like yeah. anything. I don't know. It's just that's just crazy. Um, it's just crazy. Even even in the first half of the movie, what's his name? The fucko, the uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character. What's Pile. Yeah, Gomer Pile. Uh, even even him, you know, it's kind of like the smirking, goofy guy, and uh, oh man, what this guy just can't get it together. Um, and then you know, when the span of the same movie, that guy suddenly has lethal power, and you have a, one of the most horrific scenes with that. You know what I mean? It's like everything in this movie w- walks that line of 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 comedic and goofy, and and then horrific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that is an ongoing uh, thing. But yeah, well. you picked up on the drama, but I'm I'm shocked you, you it went over your head that the movie was actually it, it funny. Went over my head. It did. When that <laughs> woman or that young girl was laying there begging to be killed, I was like, I just, well, I don't see the humor. That part was the drama. I guess it's more of a dramedy. 
Oh. It's part drama, part comedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a dark comedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The main character's name is Joker. Right. right. Yeah, you keep saying that. <laughs> I'm aware. He's cracking jokes the whole time. He's doing like John Wayne They're not even funny jokes, to be real. Well, they're, it's dad humor. I, I, you know, it's, I, you know eh. it's the 60s. Mm. So Fair enough. By okay. the way, I uh, I watched this movie when I was a teenager, and I always thought these guys were like, oh, grown-ups. And then I watch it now as an adult, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, these are children. Yeah. yeah. Right? These guys are like 19 years old, 20, 21 maybe. They even seem older than that in, yeah. in the movie. They seem like they're my age right now. Maybe I'm you know, just immature. But I think <laughs> they did a good job, though. At the beginning, they seem younger than me, and by the end, they seemed older than me. I don't I disagree at well, all. I did not pick that up at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, at the, mm-hmm. the movie ends with them singing Mickey Mouse Club. Well, that, you know, was just another dark thing. Where I, the, I think all their friends are just killed and they're just singing Mickey Mouse now because they're going back to their childhood because they're trying to escape the hell that they're living in. Uh, or they are. They never left their childhood because they're That's still children. That's also a possibility. Because the movie is about the loss of innocence when you send children to war. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way. Did you notice that in this movie, it culminates with them fighting a sniper, right? Yeah. Well, earlier in the movie, they get assigned this job, and one of them complains, like, I have to go do this mission? This is something a fucking high school girl would do. Uh-huh. Come to the end of the movie, who's the final mm-hmm. boss? Mm-hmm. A fucking high, high school, high school girl. girl. So this movie, it, it has these elements of children being sent to do these jobs mm-hmm. that they imply throughout. Uh, and there's a reoccurring theme of Mickey Mouse all throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Like halfway through the movie, there's a Mickey Mouse doll sitting in the background when they're all like getting their orders uh, for the newspaper that they work at. Did you see the Mickey Mouse doll? I did not notice that. No. Yeah, I don't think I did either. That's interesting. The mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse doll is there halfway through the movie. They're singing Mickey Mouse Club at the end of the movie. And I even want to say there's a third Mickey Mouse reference earlier in the movie, too. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. You say Stanley Kubrick is crazy. I say Stanley Kubrick is a genius Mm. and maybe he's smarter than I can even comprehend because I haven't figured out what the Mickey Mouse is supposed to mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. other than, you know, Mickey Mouse is a childhood Mm -hmm. icon. He represents uh, America, American childhoods, the innocence of being a kid in America. So to see Mickey Mouse out there in Vietnam you know, in the war zone. Maybe that's what it's all about. I don't know. Maybe I did crack the code. It's Who knows? Fu- yeah, it's funny that, that people are still going through that, too, with The Shining and all the Native American stuff. Like, they keep pointing out, wait, the- Stanley Kubrick's a smart is, guy. This is in every shot, you know, when he's when he's trapped in the freezer. Well, like, there's obviously Native American art. I know we're talking about The Shining now, sorry. But uh, the, uh, there's all the Native American art in the lobby of the hotel. That keeps showing up. They bring up that they built this thing on a burial ground, whatever. But then, yeah, when he's raging out in the freezer and talking to the guy through the door, it's all, like, Cherokee brand ketchup oh, behind wow. him and stuff like that. And people still hmm. debate that. Hmm. You know, built that, on, a, that was on, an, on a Native American burial ground. You, you already yeah. mentioned that. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, now I want to talk about something that has to do with Full Metal Jacket, but this is going to be a tangent. I'm going to warn everybody at home. This is going to go way off topic. Okay. Mm, okay, we'll allow it. Okay, you're gonna, we're going to talk about neurodivergent shit. Hear me out, though. Hear me out. This is going to be an interesting conversation. Okay. Lately, I've been watching a show on Netflix. Okay. Called. Yeah. 
Love on the Spectrum. Okay. Sean, have you heard of Love on the Spectrum? I have heard of it. it Howard Stern watches it. I have not seen it. It's great. Highly right. We should do a whole movie club episode where we review Love on the Spectrum. TV club. TV club, yeah. It is about people who are on the spectrum, uh, have been diagnosed with autism or similar conditions, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it got me thinking about how this condition of autism is something that we haven't really understood as a society Mm -hmm. for very long. Sure. And yet people with this condition have been around all throughout history, Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting when you think about it. Sure. Sure. That we've only come to understand this condition over the last 50 years. But there's 5,000 years of human history where people had this condition. Mm. So who was on the spectrum in ancient times, in medieval times? Were there any kings or queens, Mm -hmm. famous people Mm. that we never knew were on the spectrum? And it got me thinking, holy shit. I bet there's dozens, if not hundreds, of famous movie characters who would be diagnosed with that condition Mm. but the movies came out at a time when we didn't understand that condition and my number one example could be i think private piles in this movie Mm. could Mm. be diagnosed to be on the spectrum and it really got me thinking you know i don't know if that's interesting to anybody else out there but we've had this character as a famous character we've had for a long time you know, I don't know. I mean, I will say mm. growing up in the 90s, there were kids at my school who would be diagnosed today. But at the time, we didn't know. Yeah. And we just thought like, oh, he's just a little off. He's just a little weird. And that's exactly how they treat piles in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, some another movie character. Now, here's where it's going to now. Here's where we're actually going to have a conversation. Totally different movie. Unrelated. Fredo from The Godfather? Mm, yeah. Well, I can't. I can't. All right, Sean, I step out. Take, take, take a knee, son. Gonna... This one's for me and Rocco. Mm. Was Fredo from The Godfather on the spectrum? Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I Googled this, actually. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Johnny about oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we Googled it, and we found this uh, forum. And every member on the forum had like a mafia-related name. It was like Don, yes, Tyler, and Don, yeah. Don Ricky, or whatever. And they somebody had posed this question on there, like, "You think Fredo from Godfather was like um, on the spectrum or had autism or anything like yeah, that?" Yeah, yeah. And it turned into this wild debate uh, because clearly the people on this forum had no idea they'd never seen Love on the Spectrum. They had no idea what it meant to be on the spectrum, but they were like, "Oh, no way, he." Fredo like drove Michael around. He drove a car. <laughs> Fredo was having sex with two chicks at the same time. <laughs> and I was thinking that has nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has nothing it's to do with not, it. Not, not, not getting it. But uh, you know, he also didn't pick up on social cues and had all of these classic traits of uh, people with that condition. Was, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. He was real dialed in on gambling. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. He had, a, he had a fixation with numbers. Holy shit, Rocco. Yeah. You're fucking... I didn't even consider that. Yeah, that was why he was he was way into that. Bro, they always... They skipped over Fredo, and they never said why, and they could never explain and, why, and yeah. it was just this, like, Paris... It was this social thing that was wrong with him. And and again, and, and just as you mentioned, the missing the social cues or, like, not quite getting it, 
It's the same with uh, he didn't know to not talk to Johnny Ola. He's talking. Yes. To, he's just saying stuff to someone in a different family that it's like you don't get how that Rocco. Bad. Like, not only that, Fredo. Fredo didn't even know that his own brother was gonna fucking knock him off. No. He no, couldn't no, even no. pick up on the cues no, that no. his brother was pissed at him. Yeah. I am telling you, man, we're on to something here. Interesting. And I'm glad that you could bring up your own outside facts and corroborate with me. <laughs> um, you know, I thought you were going to say bring up your own experiences being on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different conversation. I'm, yeah, I, hey, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not ruling anything out. No, mean, uh, not meaning to disrespect anybody out there. No, and no, no, honestly, no, no. this is a legitimate conversation that I yeah. thought would be interesting for Movie Club because I was uh, actually watching Full Metal Jacket. At the same time, I was watching Love on the Spectrum, and it got me thinking about this very subject. Private you know, Piles, with, with, with Pyle, I do feel like he's just like a goofy kind of guy. I'd almost say sweet at the beginning. And then, obviously, he is broken. They, they fuck with him for so long and so hard that he just loses it, you know? And I don't know if he would be on the Spectrum. Maybe, maybe, but I don't... I think it's just yeah. a person who... The system broke, you know, like yeah, it was just yeah. what he wasn't built for what he had to go through. I think, yeah, the movie in general is about a loss of innocence. Private Pile is the first example of the loss of innocence because, yeah, he almost, um, like you said, they definitely break him. He seems like a sweet guy. He's definitely not a killer when the movie starts, mm -hmm. but he's a killer. When his story concludes, he goes through a transformation. Right. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off base. I'll be the first to say I don't. I'm not a doctor or a psychologist yeah. or anything. I'm not qualified to diagnose anybody. But I do think that this is a condition that we haven't understood for very long. Yeah. But but these people, um, people with this condition, have been around forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's and if we're basing characters in movies off of real life people or real life archetypes. It's bound to be represented in these characters in some way, even mm -hmm. though we didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. So food for thought. Yeah. You're never going to watch this movie the same ever again mm -hmm, mm -hmm, after you've watched this episode. I of almost Club. wonder, like, if they made a uh, a pile prequel and like, what was his life before <laughs> the Marines? <laughs> you Hell know, yeah. someone's pitched this shit. That's like, brilliant. That's like, genius. What has that? Well, I I'm sure it'd be like Leave It to Beaver, sweet shit. You know, just like yeah. maybe a little. Well, why did he join the military to begin with? I think wasn't he drafted? When they oh, drafted, you're right, they're drafted. Oh, don't take anybody. I didn't even think about that this whole <laughs> time. I'm like, why did he sign up? What a dope. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. he had to go. Draft. The draft. You ever think about the draft? I do. Holy shit. They still have that thing they where if you are, uh, I believe only if you're a male at over 18, you have to fill out that form. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think you still legally have to you do that. You do. Just in I case. remember getting mine, and it was, I think it was, a, uh, I think I was having a birthday thing. It was my 18th birthday or something, and I was at my house. And signing the thing is like, I guess I have to do this. And then I remember one of my cousins went, <laughs> you don't have to. I didn't. Whoa. And everyone's like, no, I think Man. you legally do. Yeah. yeah. I looked at it. And I never did it. Oh, oh, good for him. So we're going to find out some funny stuff soon, I think. Yeah. When he crosses a border or something. Uh, but anyway. Well, um, uh, I had a friend whose father was like recalled back into the military. Oh, no. Oh, wow. At Fuck. the age of like. 55 years old. Really? Mm. What? For what? 
Like what? Uh, the way he said it, he said, I must have really pissed somebody off <laughs> at some point in my military career. Yeah. because mm. I don't know all the details. I'm not in the military, but he was he was in the military and then he got out of the military and then somehow they called him back years later. And that really? he was like, that's kind of hey, funny. I was an asshole my whole life and I pissed off somebody who became a career. Wow military person and they climbed the ranks and they never forgot my name because oh, i don't know how the <laughs> fuck my name got put on the list <laughs> yeah in my mid 50s but he was like sent back into damn you uh, have to go he was sent back into the middle east into active combat oh my Holy god shit. that guy was like i'm gonna kill this i've guy. never heard of that i'm gonna get this age. guy killed That's yeah crazy. and he had wild stories because i mean you're a 50 year old guy you're a fucking asshole you're ex-military they pull you back in you don't want to be there you're hanging out with like 20 year olds uh, that's a movie. Yeah. Wow, that is a movie. Yeah, seriously. Jeez. Um, well, uh, I just remember all I was going to say with d- drafting and all that stuff is uh, yeah. I remember when 9-11 happened, I knew a, a, a ton of adults that were like, I'm scared they're going to do this. People who are scared for their kids. And my yeah. dad was one of them. My dad was just like, they better not do a draft. And I'm like, they're not. What are you talking? I was not worried at all about that. But uh I remember my dad telling me that. It was like, I was secretly You'd scared. You'd be fine. I was secretly scared. You wouldn't be like a Joker, but mm. you wouldn't be uh, Piles. You'd be somewhere no. somewhere in the middle. Snowflake, that'd be you. <laughs> uh, I had, I sorry, we're not going to talk about this, but I, I saw the new Top Gun, and that sparked a conversation of what your call sign would be. Like, you know, because he's Maverick, and they're, you know, Hangman. Yeah. And my, I decided mine would be Mutzadel. Wow. That, that's, you can't, that's. That's not going to go over the intercom well. Yep. It's got to that. Yeah. The syllables are too soft. They're not going to know what they said. No, you said. Yeah. And anytime they get confused about a name, it's me. Mushabelle. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, call me what you will. You know who I, you're never going to forget. No. What a mess it was. I think we got to go. uh, We're not going to, this is America. This is the American military. We're not going to speak Italian. Sorry if that sounds bigoted. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to call you. Mozzarella. <laughs> oh man! Call sign mozzarella. Uh, you might as well now call that's me. That's badass. You might as well call me cheese sticks at that point. Dude, oh. call sign cheese sticks. That's now we're talking. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Come what? in, cheese sticks. I got a six <laughs> on my tail. Cheese sticks on it. What you just said. Uh, another tangent. Sorry, but what you just said, Derek, where you okay. said no, it's going to be American. Um, my dad is very paranoid about what he eats. He's very like only mm-hmm. likes a few things and what do you mean paranoid is he pa- like getting healthy is he no, getting strict no, with the diet no, no like he's he's always like weird about like seafood like i don't want seafood to touch my food i don't want oh, any okay. food that he doesn't know what it is he, like, he, he 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 won't eat it like he gets very picky oh he's a picky eater picky at a level that i've never seen in my life like a level and they could probably make a tv show about him picky and, yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. And and uh, and the other night, my brother picked up. We had a, like a family dinner. Hadn't seen my family in a while, so we had a dinner. And my brother went to a Mexican food place that that does Mexican food and Filipino. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Filipino food like fusion same, cuisine. Yeah, they do. So the, you get a California burrito, but you could also get. Uh, uh, I forget the name. You're of saying it. there's a lumpia burrito. There's a, yeah, they have a lumpia burrito. They have a uh, long, longanisa. Good. I think is what it's called. It's like a sweet. Hungry. Sweet sausage kind of thing. Uh, oh my god, it was so good! And my brother brings it in, and my dad goes, "Wait, I don't know what 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 do they? I, this is 
what do they have here? Because he didn't know what the mystery is what will scare my dad. And it was like, no, it's fine. Just got you a taco. And he, and this is what he said. It just reminded me what you said, Derek. He went, that better be, I, I hope it's an American taco. I was like, do you know what you're saying? Like the, the Taco Ameri- Bell? Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, <laughs> that better be a Del taco. A, an American taco. Like what, what? Yeah, it's a fucking taco with meat and cheese in it. What do you, what else? But but he didn't mean that in a you know again I know it sounds whatever but he just he, he didn't know what was in it he wanted just the basics man a man and I was like man that's a hell of a way to word that hell of a so way anyway we laughed at it, that for about an hour uh, during that dinner mm, yeah but that long I'm, long anisa burrito was badass my dad didn't have sushi till he was like fifty years old I was like I introduced wow. him to sushi and I was wow. like, really this should be the other way around you yeah. should be showing me sushi yeah you know how these old people getting by without eating. <laughs> What do, what do you eat in your whole yeah. life? You Seriously, that, that's what I'm wondering. Oh, that, that's funny, Derek, because that sounded crazy to me. And I'm like, no, that was my, my well, my dad wouldn't eat it. But my mom, yeah, same. She had to be at least in her 50s. And then I like was like, here, eat this. I yeah. grew up and they, they were always <laughs> talking about sushi on cartoons. And yeah. this like, strange delicacy. Like you have to, And I just thought like, well, you got to try it. It's in the yeah. cartoons. Yeah. Uh, it was always in every show that and I remember even in like Saved by the Bell. It was like, huh, I'm sorry, you're eating eel. That I think that implanted in so many people, and it's like, yeah, it's fucking great. Eat it. I think like, that was awesome. just the mindset back then. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. But uh, but that's how my family acted too, and it was just like, I promise, just eat it. We are far from full metal jacket. I will say that this conversation about sushi. I don't well, know what you, we're hold talking on, about. I'll bring you it back. It rails, uh, since we're talking about Asian food, one of the most famous scenes in the movie mm. is the prostitution okay. scene. Okay. Thank you, Derek. When they first get to Vietnam, <laughs> not the best. Segue. Uh, and you get this girl walking up, and she goes. <clears throat> Get ready. Hit hit record on the microphone at home. Okay. Oh, so horny. Me love you long time. I'm so oh shit. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, it just occurred to me that yeah. it's probably bad to have me saying that. Yeah, this isn't going well. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> that's a famous that's a famous sound bite right there. Yeah, they used it in Baby Got Back, obviously. Did they? Yeah. They yeah. sampled it. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. When do they use it in Baby Got Back? Um, I don't know. I know, well, I know that whole song. Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. That's the sample. That's what it the, is like. So big. Yeah. It's just I'm, like out there. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty she sure. She looks like it, one of those rap guys. Two life girlfriends. Crew. Two life crews. Did it. So in, horny. So I know horny. that one. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> and Sir mixed a lot and baby got back. That's my notes say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Crew. Fam. No cap. We got to make this episode slap. So I need you to leave a comment. Where is this clip in Baby Got Back? I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Yeah, I can't I know picture the song. It. You other brothers can't deny when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist around thing in your face and gets sprung. Yeah. I know the whole song. I can't remember that part, though. Matt, as, according to my notes, I think your notes are wrong. I think we I should mean, bet two hundred dollars. I don't want to bet anything. Hearing this too, hey, you're the one with the notes. I'm here with a, with a blank I table. I got two hundred dollars to bet. I'll, I'll have two hundred dollars on my blank noteless table. No research. I bet it's not in that song. Okay, well, I bet it is. Two hundred dollars. I I okay yeah two hundred movie club dollars. You got it. No problem. No, I need real cash. Nah, I'm not gonna be paying that. Oh my, you you're missing out on potentially. 
two hundred bucks. Well, I'll, I'll have you know that one time I ate a wasp nest, and you never paid up on that. How so. much would did we bet on that? I forget. I think it's twenty bucks a person. Everyone else paid me, but you. No way. Yeah. I paid you. No. That's bullshit. I can't believe you come <laughs> on this show and slander me like that. Yeah, I don't remember. I paid um, you for that wasp nest. Of course you that did. That wasp nest was for the fidget spinner video we yes, did in yes. 2017. Yep. I know exactly the video. You got it. And I paid up. He did. I remember every he detail. He did. Man of his word. So this movie. Three fives and five ones. I, I remember. And four <laughs> quarters. I gave you extra. <laughs> for the job well done. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, movie cost sixteen million to make. Made a hundred and something million. Hundred and twenty. Hundred and twenty million dollars. That's the power of a good comedy. Yeah. Right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I feel weird about this movie. I really Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No. You have a question. The movie I read, I did some I did do some research. I read it was based on a book. Yeah. And yeah. the book was supposed to be uh, the first in a trilogy, but the guy who wrote it died before hmm. he could write the third one. No. But he did write the second one. Okay. But Is that why there's two movies in this and not three? <laughs> uh, no, actually. Oh. This this movie follows the first book. The second book is like Joker quits the army and joins the Viet Cong. He, like, he, goes, what? he goes to the other side. <laughs> what? Seriously. Whoa. And he... This is an anti-war movie. The guy who wrote this book was like fucking taking the piss out of Vietnam. And in the second book, Joker like goes to the other side and he like unwittingly becomes um, an enemy combatant. Hmm. It was called like the Phantom Boogaloo or something. What the fuck? Uh, but I don't know what happened. These books are out of print, so they are hmm. insane. They're like hundreds of dollars to get them on eBay used. Hmm. You can't find these books anywhere anymore. You can't even find the one that this Full Metal Jacket is based off of. Interesting. Really? You would think that would be like readily it's out available. Of print. It's out of print. You can't wow. get these books at all. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to read them. They, they actually sounded really interesting. Huh. Um, which also just makes me think that this movie, it can't be like entirely serious. I, I think this movie is an insanely dark comedy. I really do. Hmm. I'm not saying it's a funny movie. I just think that it, they went too dark. It's hard to laugh. But it I is, do think it is so dark. It's, yeah. it's portrayed that way to make you think about Yeah, again, like that. it's it's designed, I think, to make you feel like, ooh, I don't know about this. It's just like a never-ending way to make you uncomfortable. And you think you've been uncomfortable to the max, and then you realize, oh, there's more. I could, I could feel more uncomfortable. And they keep pushing that, you know? Even like the beginning with like the sock party, it's like, this fucking sucks. And that scene is forever. It's so long, and it's like, oh, my God, this is so hard to watch, and, like, it just will not cut. It will not. You know, I don't know. Like, I think, I, again, I think Stanley Kubrick is, like, insanely good. Yeah, when it comes to making movies. I just, his movies are sometimes very hard to watch, and I think that's kind of what he wants. I don't think that's an accident, you know? Um, I will point out that Stanley Kubrick famously made another war movie mm, that was yeah. actually a comedy and that's called dr strange love that's true yeah and that movie started off we should do a movie club on that i actually that's my favorite stanley kubrick movie hmm. really wow all of them that that wow that's amazing. yeah i i uh i mean i love stanley kubrick it's up there yeah. with the shining with full metal jacket i think this is one of his best movies i think uh yeah, yeah i think that uh 
uh, what the fuck? But that movie, by the way, just to finish my thought, is yeah. also played so seriously that it starts to become ridiculous. Yeah, it right. is so serious. You have to laugh at right. how seriously they are. Well, because that they're, is, they're making the situation. That's a dark comedy for sure. Like that to me is like, okay, this was supposed to be a comedy and yes, it's dark. I think he's on the same tip with this movie. Mm. I think this movie was made 20 years later and he just went even darker with his dark comedy. I, I almost feel like they're, they're that, but like in, in, with reverse pol- polarity, meaning you go into Dr. Strangelove with a dark subject and by the end, okay, I'm just cracking up at all this. Whereas this, it's kind of, it's kind yeah, it's kind of played goofy when it's, and as it goes on, oh, I don't feel good. You know, like it almost kind of l- does that and lands you in different places by the end. You know, mm-hmm. is how I feel. But yeah, um, either I is- could see that, Rocco, because at the beginning you are kind of laughing at the insults that Lee and Maria is throwing at the yeah, people, and it is yeah. a little whatever mm-hmm. and ridiculous, and yet choke yourself and whatever. But you're right. By the end, you are not laughing anymore. You are definitely like. I thought I was in for a good time. Like, I, this is not a good time. That's the genius of Stanley Kubrick. In the very first scene, the dude can't help but laugh. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that scene, he feels like he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And that is what the viewer experiences <laughs> subsequently yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yep. This is a genius. Mm-hmm. This dude gets movies. Mm. Um, All right. Let's rank it. Oh, did you have more to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say, as far as favorite Kubrick movie, I it's still 2001 for me. Um, sci-fi, mm. sci-fi baby till the end. They're all good. Do you know what? 2001, eh, it's too much. You got to be kidding. It's this too much for me. Have you noticed? Hold on, hold on. No. We're going to go off on another tangent right now. Yeah. Have you noticed every this banger guy. movie that's been brought up in 2022? <laughs> mm. Sean has gone, oh, yeah, that one. Uh, 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 give us some much. examples. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, give me an example. Uh, okay, like that every happen. movie we've brought up in Movie Club that was good this mm. year. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I don't know. It's just Sean. You uh, gotta start enjoying stuff. I'm telling you, Sean. I I'm, think I'm, I'm saying this that are enjoyable. Concern. Sean, this movie, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't laugh once. That's not my fault. Yeah, that's not. I can't fault. laugh. Stop for blaming you. him. I, I picked up on the humor. I can't. What else can I say? I thought you liked 2001. I, I, no, no, no. Jack, I thought you 2001 liked is fine, but like. I really feel like by the end with the, the the eye blinking and the color and the whatever is a test of patience at that point. Like Dude, I like where it's going and then I feel evolved, like he's the next evolutionary I get it, step. But there's a way to tell that without spending 25 minutes of my time. But that's fine. That's part of the movie. He, he, he evolved. He transcended I know. millennia. I in know. The blink of an eye. I do like 2001, but that point, when I get to that point, I don't think, oh, good, here it comes. I go, okay, <laughs> here we go. Buckle up. You know? So that's just my opinion of it. You know what? Here's what your problem is. You're mm. afraid to get weird. That is, I've been told I'm not, yeah, I'm not a weirdo. You need you to know? transcend a millennium in the blink of an eye, mm-hmm. and then you'll get this movie. Yeah, yeah, I'd like you to try that. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Might want to Google it. Okay, I'm going to Google that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Google it. But yeah, I would say that's still my favorite, and, and it was always the shining behind that. But you know what? In recent years, it's changed, and right behind 2001 is Eyes Wide Shut. That's that a That has movie. moved up my list over the years. That's a scary movie, I think. That's yeah. a scary movie. Anyway. Um, Yeah, you know, I we didn't really go into the plot of this movie, but you get it. 
I think. I think we we kind of did. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. think we did. We do boot yeah. camp, then they go to war, and it's fucked. You up. can take a minute and mention any scenes we forgot to discuss, but I think we covered literally the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a very simple idea, and you just kind of watch it. And the way they recreate it is crazy. I mean, when they're walking through that village or that town city that's on fire, yeah. when, you know, it's like this looks incredible. It really does. The shots, every single shot, which is what Stanley Cooper does, looks like a picture. That's just, you know, like it's it's you could take any still and frame it and it would look good. You yeah. know, that's what he's capable of doing. Yeah. Good, you know. But it's like this movie is just I think it's good to see once, but I don't if I wasn't for this podcast, I would have never watched it oh, again. Oh, boo on that. Okay. This movie gets better the more you watch it. Mm-hmm. And maybe watch it five, 10, 20 more times, you're going to start liking it more. I think I'm in a place in my life where I'm just, I used to really enjoy watching miserable things, you know, things that like made you feel sad or whatever. And I just, I'm not there right now. I don't think you ever enjoyed watching miserable things. I, you know, there's things like, even like, I'm trying to think like. You're the happy guy. Yeah, sure. But like, I used to like, you know. Or like music. I used to like more like depressing music. Or like, I used to like, I used to, I don't know. Like I kind of did like that stuff. And now I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to feel that. You know, does that, I just don't want to feel it right now. So no, I, I know what this is. Hmm. You used to praise things and now you don't. I used to praise things? Yeah. You used to be like, I liked this. This was good. And now you're like, nah, not for me. <laughs> Maybe. I'm I mean, just kidding. I'm, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. You know, uh, you get older, your tastes change. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's totally, I think, what it is. I I just feel like I used to be more in a. I think the world too. I'm more aware of the world and things that happen in the world now, and I just like don't need to f- look at this and feel worse about it. I always like. I already feel bad. I already feel bad. Don't make me feel worse, please. Now I had legitimately the opposite experience. I watched this movie when I was a teenager and I thought, okay, cool war movie. Mm -hmm. As I get older and I watch it, I actually enjoy it more. Mm. I actually do see the humor in it that I didn't see when I was a kid. And I think it's because I understand people better as an adult, as I'm more older. And I can see now that the guys in this movie are younger than me. These aren't people to look up to. These are people to feel sorry for. Yes. That's the shift that I've had. But I still see the absurdity of the situation and their attitude towards it. And I do kind of think it's morbidly humorous. I don't know. So Mm -hmm. that's where I'm coming from today with today's review. Yeah. A full metal jacket. Okay. Okay. What did you guys think in the chat? Leave leave a comment. In in the chat. (laughs) We don't have the active chat room that we have. Leave a comment on this episode. Below. Get involved. I want to know. This is where we have some hot takes in today's episode. Hey, le- where do com- you sit on it? Leave a comment in the doobly doo. <laughs> Smash that like button. Yeah. You guys are so old. You guys, mm. no, are are like the, the the guys in this movie. Yeah. You used to be young. Oh wait, sorry. Let's go on a lost tangent. So Jack's okay. dad did show up. He's in this, but that is Jack's dad. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. I was watching with a group of people. Nobody recognized Jack's dad. Yeah, that's yeah. the name of the actor. Yep, Jack's dad. Yeah. As. Uh, th- that actor is really good. I actually, anytime he's in something, I'm yeah. like, he's a good actor. He is good. Underrated actor. Yeah. So let's do the uh, popcorn shakes. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I chose this movie. I will start. I'm going to give this movie four out of five shakers. Ooh. American classic. Mm-hmm. Required viewing. I also think it's a classic. I don't like it, but it's a it's a good. But you know, it's one of those movies where it's like, yeah, it's a fucking sad movie. It's shot insanely well. It's directed insanely well. Hey, just give it what your heart tells and you. And acted insanely well. I just don't like it. I want you to drag this movie. I'm not gonna drag it. I'm not gonna drag it. I almost gave it four because it is a very well made movie. But I just, for my, I'm always going to take a shaker away just because it makes me so fucking sad, which is not a knock against it. Maybe that's a, makes it a five for you. For me, it's a three. It's a three shaker. It's a classic. I think that's one of those like okay. all time great movies. I just don't want to see it ever again. Three you know, shakers. Sean, there was a point on this show where I was getting called out for being predictable when it yeah. came to uh, boy and his alien movies. Mm-hmm. This is your boy and his alien movie. The the like ah, you're a bummer. Get out. Yeah. So get ready. I'm not saying that good or bad. This I'm is gonna saying. continue. This is gonna be a trend where I'm like, this is we a great movie. Times. I just don't like. You know feel what? <laughs> I'm gonna find the sad movie that you love. That's <sighs> my goal. Uh, I'm gonna find the the most what? miserable movie that I just speaks to your heart. I just <laughs> and fills you with a sense of optimism. Like I don't need every movie to be Billy Madison. I don't. I don't want that. I do think movies like this should exist. I do you just, remember? Did you rank Billy Madison four stars, four shakers? Probably. Probably you, fucking bleed. You son of a bitch. Yeah. You didn't I mean, call this Adam could, Sandler this, crazy. Again, this is like a this is like a this could even be a five shaker movie. I get it. If anyone gave five shakers, I, I would get it. It's just I just oh god damn. So heavy. Um I'm gonna give it four. Four shakers. Uh up there in my top few favorite Stanley Kubrick movies. Not at the top, but it's up there. Um, yeah. Two movies in one. Fantastic war movie. Fantastic boot camp movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sol- solid. Shitty solid comedy. Yeah. Shitty comedy, maybe. Yeah, that's why I mark, but, mark it down. Yeah. But they tried. All right. Well, that's a solid rating of 11 shakers out of a potential 15. Not a bad review mm-hmm. for Full Metal Jacket. Uh, leave a comment in the chat. What do you think of Full Metal Jacket? Is it your favorite Stanley Kubrick movie? Is it the worst movie? Do you care? Do you care about movies? Why are you watching the show? Yeah. I just knocked over my water bottle for mm-hmm. people who are listening to audio only. Yeah. What's the next movie we're going to watch? Uh, is it my? That, that's my turn. It's right? your turn. Uh, I want to revisit. This was a movie at one point. We I, at one point I remember thinking, "Damn, that's one of my favorite movies ever." Derek, I think at one point when I knew you a long time ago, you even said that might be one of your favorite movies, maybe the favorite movie. Mm. We've talked about this twenty plus years ago. I want to revisit the Green Mile movie. Mm. Movie, and we're going to prison. Oh, a lighthearted movie, finally. Yeah. So uh, get ready. I'll give you <laughs> Sean's review now. Uh, Sean, this movie starts uh, with the murder of two children. So I know. Uh, I've seen it. I, I know. I didn't need to go to prison. <laughs> uh, I did not need to go to prison. Yeah, they caught a guy for killing kids. You know what? I'm I don't need to see a movie about is this. Is there like you know a, a Mac and Me Too you uh, could pick? I don't need to watch it. Or anything? Did he, did he even kill the kids? I don't know. Uh, they, uh, they, they did bad stuff to set, him. Put him on trial, but I don't need to watch it. Hey, but Tom Hanks. I do love Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom and Hanks. and Tom Hanks. Olympic fan over here uh-huh. uh, 
I think the Olympics happened that year. It's not in the movie. It's Tom not Hanks. A, a classic movie where Tom Hanks takes a leak. Oh, he is pissing. He's in this pissing movie. in this Sean, movie. You gotta re- you'll It's a Hanks it. pisser. So you're not gonna want to miss it. And let's just say he might struggle with it at some points, but others. Sean, you they might doubt. Didn't you go on record saying you like every movie where Tom Hanks takes a piss? I almost called him Hom Tanks. Well, you're all about <laughs> you're all about Hom Tanks in a League of Her Own because right? he's that taking is, a long he does ass take a long piss. Ass he pisses piss in, that. in that one, but this yeah. one, he, I mean, multiple attempts. Yeah. So you're set. Well, um, great. Can't I love doing movie clubs and then leaving the movie feeling ah, uh, I'm exhausted. So I can't wait to do that again. What? Uh, we'll see you next week. I will be tired then as well. What? Thank you for watching. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks uh, for your support. Thank you. Goodbye.